Hey everybody, welcome back to episode four. Hey, we're back, 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 back again, like Alyssa Edwards. Ooh, Alyssa Edwards. Yeah. She's a lady. She that that is a woman. (laughs) That is a real woman. But anyway, um, episode four, Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons. We're talking about the original from the 80s. The remake is stupid and hypersexualized like any other remake in the aughts. So don't watch that one. The original, though, is something to talk about, at least in my opinion. Um, so, yes, this is one of my... Oh, by the way, my voice is still sounding like this because, hi, look behind the curtain... We record more than one episode at once, and you can't do anything about it. So sorry about it. Yeah, we're just um, we're just trying to optimize our time. Uh, yeah. So we're just uh, we're just doing the best we can with our time right. management skills that are not great. But um, right. this is this is Nick's pick for the week. Yes, it is, and and I do apologize if I still sound like a chain smoking. Um, I feel like I'm a chain smoking teenager going through puberty. I'm into it. I like it. Um, but anyway, Night of the Demons. Um, I feel like there's so much to unpack here. I feel like it's a really beautifully made movie. It's like also kind of problematic in some ways. Not not like super bad. It's, it's not as it's no sleepaway camp. Let's put it is, that way. It's definitely no sleepaway camp. There's um there's definitely some offensive language. Definitely. Uh, there's a fella in the film goes by the name of Stooge, uh-huh. who's um. Do you want to start with him? He's problematic as fuck, and I yes he is. I watched it with my wife last night. Um and. Neither of us had seen it, but we were super apt to watch it, especially after your post on Instagram of, like, Susie Q with her lipstick face. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, because if you know my wife, um, she has even gone on record saying that, oddly enough, she doesn't understand why, but Susie Q in that immediate moment is her aesthetic. I can so, see that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I had never seen this film and I didn't even know that uh that there was even a remake that occurred because I I fucking hate remakes. I'll go on record, I'll say it. I fucking hate remakes. Yeah. I feel like it's a waste of time, it's a waste of money, and very seldomly do I indulge in a remake. Oh man, this film threw me for a loop. It's it's just it's literally one of my favorite. This is a layered film. Like all characters are really well developed without really needing to get to know them very well like it's all like the archetypes and the stereotypes of teenagehood but they're just like all very much in the moment of this movie that they're in like um with these character development like especially within like the the writing aspect of this film i'm so pleased with how well this movie is done and i feel like it's kind of like a sleeper hit like people that know this movie know this movie and people that don't have never fucking heard of this movie right yes and the only way i discovered this like years ago was when hulu like just became a thing and it was like just a website hulu was always really good about putting up a collection of like tv shows and film 
for October for Halloween. And there was one year where they put this up in their collection of horror movies on Hulu. And usually I see something like this and I'm like, meh, it's another 80s whatever. Um, But something drew me to watching it. And I did. And I was like, oh my God, this is fantastic. And I think the first time I watched it, I might have been getting it confused with Fright Night, which is not the same movie. Um, Right. But thank God it's not the same movie. Both are great movies. But honestly, I think I like Night of the Demons better. So, yeah, I mean, it's like the progression of the characters is great. There's really, there's just like, there's nothing about this movie that is like, ugh, there's this character. Like, ugh, we don't like them. Like, all the characters have their moments. Um, they're like, there's there's the one black kid. There's an Asian Roger. girl. Roger. There's I don't know. Roger. I don't know the Asian girl's name. She kind um, of escaped me. Oh, Franny. Franny's the Asian girl. Yeah, she's Max's girlfriend. She's Max's girlfriend. But like, they just are who they are. It's not like, oh, you're the black kid. Oh, you're the this. Right. Kid, they're you know? very, they're very. The one thing that I really liked about this is this kind of like is very socially intertwined. And like, you can tell that these people are socially vastly different. Yes. But they're all friends. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's just, it's a group of people that are all friends or at least know enough of each other because they go to the same high school that they all end up at this place on Halloween night. Like that part is like believable. And I was like, cool because not every movie can establish that so successfully. So that was like my first thing. Then my second thing is like, it's, it's very neat. Like in my head, I can go like this happens and then this happens, and it's because of that thing, and this happens because of that thing, et cetera, et cetera. And then we find ourselves here at the end, and this is what happens, and that's it. Like, it's there's not, like, too much ambiguity in it. It's not like, like, you know what you're getting yourself into. It's the night of the demons. I think the demon part is done kind of well, even though I do have some questions that we can get into about it's... the demon part. <laughs> It's so hokey and silly and, like, such a great way that, like, I can't remember the last time that I watched a horror movie and, like, intentionally laughed at it. Yeah, it just, it it really successfully makes fun of itself. And, oh, my God, can we talk, all right, let's start from the, let's start from the top. Um, Okay. Judy, Judy's good girl Judy. There's no other way you can slice it. She's She's literally, like, the epitome of, like good girl she she is you know heckin good girl she is doing her best she is she's like she's she, late to get home because she was helping out with a food uh, drive or something for the homeless and then yeah. like brother i think no it wasn't her brother it was her her boyfriend jay uh-huh. he's he's a fucking wet blanket i wouldn't oh invite him to a fucking party if you paid me She's she's just doing her goddamn best to like be a good solid person. Yeah. Like she's like the old guy on the block who's like probably senile, kind of a little bit of an asshole. Um, threatening to put razor blades and apples for little kids. She like he drops his groceries and she like stops to help him and he like freaks the fuck out on her. Her a whore. <laughs> he he calls does. Her a whore. And she and she responds 
not by slapping him or something, but just by saying, well, I wouldn't help a creep out like you anyway. Like, she's just so sugary, sweet, perfect Judy. Taking the high road. Like, Judy is doing her breast to yes. be, it, be the bigger man in that situation when creepy old Mr. McGillicuddy or whatever the fuck his name is is being a big old douchebag for no reason. Yeah. But, like, you know, she shows up. She's home. She's, like, trying to... <laughs> There's a whole lot of butt that happens. Right. Um, there's all speaking there's of her breasts. In this movie. There's also she 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 got that she got those breasts. She looked she filled out that bra real good. Um yeah, I mean her her sweet baby brother Billy yeah. uh, tells her as he scares her hiding in her closet like a little pervo with a Halloween mask on that if her boobs get any bigger she's going to need somebody to help her tie her fucking shoes. Like, yes. Like, number one, Billy, I love him. But number two, he's, like, totally in that period of time where because he and his sister are, like, kind of in the same age bracket. Yeah, that she's, now... she's got to be, like, 15, 16. And he's, like, right. 14, 15. Yeah. So, like, we're in that dangerous period where little brother is starting to realize that he enjoys things. And big sister has those things. So he's, like ew, this is gross, but also, like, I appreciate her body, but, like, she's my sister, so, like, that's weird. Like, that whole dichotomy is happening, but he's, like, ice skating around it like a super professional who's, like, totally obnoxious, but also, like, cutting as fuck. Like, I love Billy. Billy is everything that my my brother Dylan is now. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And I think that's why I adore Billy so much because Billy and Judy have the cutting, beautiful relationship that me and my brother Dylan and you and your sister Jamie kind of have. And I'm like, oh, I don't see him very often because he's like a big boy and he's doing college stuff. And like, you know, he moved away from home and he's he's doing all the things. And I'm so proud of this kid. But like Billy... Billy's a little bitch, and, like, I really... Oh, my God, he's... Yeah, he totally is. I really fucking love Billy, and I wanted more of Billy, and I was disappointed. Yeah, there wasn't much of Billy, and then, like, there was the interaction between Billy and Sal, who, like, Judy went out with once. Yeah, and Leanne was rooting. After seeing that interaction, (laughs) she was like, "Mm, I can't wait for him to die. Yeah, I mean, Sal is clearly supposed to be, like, the, like, the... Italian like bad boy I guess I guess yeah 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 they never actually disclose either where this is set so you can't really get a like a gauge of like um sociological demographic to kind of see where uh Sal's uniqueness comes from he's like the bad boy from the opposite side of the tracks he's got a denim jacket on and he hustles Judy's brother Billy for some information on this party at Hull House for a whopping dollar. In the 80s, even even then, like, a dollar's, like, not that much, but okay, whatever. I mean, he started out with a quarter, and Billy hustled the shit out of him. So, I mean... I don't know if I would have settled for the dollar, but, like, maybe Billy's cheap like that. We don't know. Um, but, yeah, so, so Judy's at home. She's changing into her costume. Jay's like, we're going to this... Uh, this a party at, at Hull House. And then my favorite thing is, well, there's two favorite interactions here. So 
Jade arrives. He's looking like, I don't know, Malibu Ken with his, like, big shoulder pads or whatever. It's, it's very Miami Vice. And, like... Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's Miami yeah. Vice. And and Judy's like, Jay, you didn't dress up. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. And I'm like, ugh, come on, Jay. Like, already. Like, he... Like, he's totally harmless, but he's also just, like, as you said, he's, like, totally a wet rag. Like, blah. And then Judy's mom is like, oh, would you like a treat? And then she pulls out her, like... <laughs> Baked yeah, fudge logs, yeah. That totally look like turds. Um, in, in Billy's words, not mine, they look like petrified poodle turds. Yeah, I mean, Billy, like, you're burning your mom in front of this man that you've never met before, like... Cool your jets. Straight up fucking roasting Mrs. Judy. I don't know her name. And then, yeah, and then she's just like, oh, Billy. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, come on. Like, you, you, do do you have no control over your children? And then, and then my (laughs) favorite line from this interaction is when they're finally leaving, Billy goes, you girls have fun. Billy is the everyman. He is... I, I just love Billy. I want more of Billy. I want a Night of the Demons 2 with Mo- Moss Billy. Well, there's certainly a Night of the Demons 2, but I don't think Billy's in it. Well, then I don't want it. Because the the the, the turnover character between the movies of this franchise is Angela. 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 But yeah, so now we have Jay and Judy... Um, going to pick up their friends, Franny and Max. But at the same time, we have Stooge and Roger and Hannah in the other car on their way to this party. And Uh, Stooge immediately shows his true colors. There is is 100% transparency with Stooge down to his costume of dressing like a pig. Like, yeah, he's he is. Lena asked me, she's like, Is that it? Is he a pig? And I was like, A male chauvinist pig, exactly. That's and it really... was, it was literally what it was, and it was, um, beautifully done. And like the details in this movie, even down to that stuff, is just, yeah, I'm like, in love with it. Yeah, and and I mean, Stooge does have some good one liners, but like back to the detail part, like, <coughs> oh my god, I'm dying. What's um, your diet coke? It's my diet. I don't have my diet coke. Uh, his car, like his car's like all painted and stuff, and it looks like really freaking cool. His jack o' lantern the- roof topper. Yeah, but then um, when when they're driving, and Stooge sees the old guy on <laughs> the street, and this is before he drops the groceries because it's like the first couple seconds of the movie. But when he's like, "Oh, I gotta do something." And Hannah's like, oh, come on, what are you doing? And he goes, shut up and drive, bitch. Yeah, so they're doing like a switcheroo, <laughs> which is one, unsafe. Two, don't talk to your lady like that. That's yeah, rude. And, like, That's not nice. Is Hannah even dating Stooge? Like, why would you do that to yourself? But like, why is Roger associating himself with Stooge? Because Roger is clearly a very religious man. He's a man of God, for real. Yeah, he his father is a priest. He says it more than once. He wants to pray it many times throughout this movie. How did you and Stooge become, like, this weird, odd couple of friends? He's dressed as a pirate. I don't understand how we got there. But then, like, Hannah, like, she's kind of dressed like a Grecian goddess, something along those lines. But then, like, if she is dating Stooge, 
Are you doing it because you're in that stage of your adolescence where you think you want a bad boy and you want someone that's going to deprecate you with every fiber of their being just by like breathing and being alive or like, like what's going on with you, Hannah? Like, why do you feel like you need that type of situation coming into your life? Like we just, we're not going to get the answers. So they're on their way to the party. Then Hannah's driving because Stooge made her drive. He's like, oh my God, turn here. And he like takes the wheel out of her hand and like drives them into a ditch. So they get a flat tire. Because he's a big dum-dum. He's such a dum-dum. Like, he's... His, he's got, like, a mullet. He looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Or you know who else he looks like? I forget his name. But, oh, uh, what's it? Um, I forget which one it is, but Rocksteady or Bebop from Yes, yes. From that's, literally, that's literally who I thought of because of the way his um, shitty pompadour mullet is yeah. happening. Yeah. and his weird steps and like do you think maybe that was an actual nod to ninja turtles because of the pig nose oh my god i'm gonna take a gander and say no but i'm also gonna say totally possible i mean it's like if i don't know i don't like you said i don't know if it's rocksteady or bebop but like they were a person that's what they yeah. were like like, he would be hired to play that character in the live-action movie. I mean, when we're talking about the Ninja Turtle live-action movies, I, a lot of people don't like the third one. I like all three of them, here nor there. But um, I think Rocksteady and Bebop are in one of those. Oh, or I don't maybe remember. not. I don't know. Doesn't I just matter. like the original, because Corey Feldman is a Ninja Turtle. He is? He's one of the voices? Yeah, he is. I didn't know that. See, now you know. It is Bebop. Um, all right. Well, regardless. So that's what we're working with here. So Bebop. Um, Bebop and um, and his Grecian goddess girlfriend. And then the pirate in the backseat. You know. Roger the pirate. Roger. I mean, Judy and Jay and Franny and Max make far more sense to me. Like, they're just, I don't know, middle class teenagers. Yeah, Max, Max is dressed like a doctor. Probably, like, what he will become in the future. Um, and then we have Franny dressed up like, I think, Tinkerbell? It's something. Something fairy-esque because yeah. um, Judy is dressed like Alice in Wonderland, which, yes. you know, Lan loved the Alice in Wonderland notes to this film. That's literally exactly what I was going to say, lest we forget that Judy is dressed up as Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Definitely intentional. 110%. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And, yeah. like, you, you start to see more of that, like, coming along through the film. I feel like this is what Lewis Carroll really envisioned happening when he wrote Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, like, she, she's, like, she's going through, like, some legit, literal trying times in her life. Like, she is being forced to face not some, but, like, all of her fears and demons literally Almost. it's either she deals with it like grows up and deals with it or she gonna die i mean there i mean realistically if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty that's what being an adult is either you you get down with it and you deal with it or you die yeah so this is a perfect metaphor for life yeah through the eyes of a teenager being i don't want to say haunted but like basically harassed by this gang of teenage demons that oh, they i just had a know, thought what is the thought 
do you think that like maybe this is like literally the um the euphemism for like when you're a teenager everything is life and or death i mean gosh or is that too heavy did i did i I take it too far so no because i heard you say that and i was like whoa see like that's the thing about a movie like this though it's so well written and it's so layered that more likely than not that wasn't an actual intention of the screenwriter or the director or the producer or the creative team in general or the cast (laughs) or the cast but that's one of the things that you can gleam from it because it's like it's so well made. I'm and I'm again, I'm so glad that you like brought this weird little thing into my life because like <sighs> I had I don't even think I had heard of it until you you told me about it. And when you were like it's your pick, I was like, "Oh my god, I need to go back to my favorite movies." And like almost immediately I was like, "Night of the Demons." Yeah. Like I knew you were going to love this one, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> Um, I do. I do a lot. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, so it's just, it's this, it's like a little pressure, pressure cooker of like everything that can happen in one night and how like one night can change your life. And I do love how Judy has like all of this personal growth throughout the entire thing. And then like at the end, they kind of just let her leave and like the the end part is almost not even about her anymore but like judy is clearly the protagonist here oh yeah judy judy is final girl yeah it's very i mean you can gather in the first five minutes of this film that that's this is how this is gonna go yeah i mean like she's the only like sweet sugary innocent girl so now so we've established stooge and his gang of weirdos we've established the middle classers and now we have suzanne and angela at the convenience store uh Susie q with her no butt right and i mean she's just she is the reason i love her so much is because you know she's in on the joke the whole time about her being the stereotypical whore character Oh, yeah. She is fully 150% invested. I mean, Angela, the quirky goth girl that I was like, hey, Lan, um, one of my favorite movies, uh, our, one of our joint favorite movies is The Craft. And I was like, OMG, is Angela like inspo for, for Nancy? And she was like, mm, like it's... <coughs> maybe in like a very 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 bottom line way that she is like the generic goth girl i wanted more of angela i wanted i mean maybe she's more of uh you know night of the demons too but i wanted more angela too she's so like quirky and funny and weird and very um like furs a balk in the future in the craft yeah, I mean, she's totally all those things. And, like, she is obviously, she's the hostess of this event, of this Halloween party. Um, and, you know, she's on a budget. So she is on a budget. She is on a, a zero dollar budget. Yeah, she's doing what she has to. She is hustling. She's like, how can I make this happen? Boys are stupid. My friend Suzanne will bend over and take the attention away from me so I can literally sweep this store and take everything we need for this party. Suzanne has one of the great one-liners of this movie where she goes, 
do you guys have sour balls? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we do. And she's like, well, then you must not get many blowjobs. And I was like, oh, my God, this movie. Yeah, but so Susie just, like, she's in on her own joke, and I love it. Angela's, like, a little bit too intense, but, like, that's why she's likable. And, you know, like, she's clearly likable enough that all these kids were like, well, she's the gothy one, so, like, she probably will host a good Halloween party. Like, they weren't super scared or concerned of, like, following this girl they don't know very well to this house. Um, but again, they're also teenagers in the 80s and they're going to this place called Hull House because they, I guess, want to be, you know, thrilled on Halloween. Yeah, they want a, a little little taste of the local flavor, the local lore that, you know, they got a, a squidge of as like, I guess, tiny tots. Like it's it's the thing. It's it's, you know, the one thing that your hometown is known for kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I certainly wouldn't be opposed to, like, doing a little bit of, like, searching around a place like that. Like, maybe sneaking in, looking around a little bit. Um, But, like, that's really about it. Like, I'm not going to a party hosted in an abandoned house that, like, there's spookiness to. Like, ultimately, like, one of the rules of horror movies, like, don't have a party in a gross haunted house you know so like that that one's on them really like they're very just unabashedly walking through this entire house with no fear you know what I mean like they have their lanterns they have their flashlights but like I don't know many kids that would like be like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna have sex in a coffin yeah oh Um, Um, Which leads me to one of my favorite lines of this movie. Um, You know, they get to the house and, like, Sal jumps out of the coffin wearing Billy's mask that he, like, hustled off of him. mm -hmm. And, like, you know, he's just generally being, like, uh, a dude bro, you know? Yeah, he's being a dude bro. And, um, you know, he grabs the the beer that rolls out of the bag that is probably room temperature, but they're teenagers, so they're not gonna... They're not going to piss all over, I guess, free beer if we're going. Yeah, I but, don't I mean, know. Like, but anyway, let's talk about piss. That That, that is piss because it was going to be like warm Coors Light. Like, yes. Yeah. Mm, yuck. But gross. also like product placement Coors. Hi. Coors. Did they pay for that? Who knows? But yeah. um, one of my favorite lines in the movie is like he jumps out of the coffin wearing this mask. And Max was like, oh, are you going to take this shit from Count Dingleberry, the flaming asshole of Transylvania? And I lost my shit. <laughs> and I don't think I've le- ever laughed as hard in a horror movie as Count Dingleberry, the flaming asshole of Transylvania. Yeah, it's a mouthful. It is this, a mouthful. This movie is made of one-liners, and I am really so is. pleased with it. Like, like stooge screaming bowl of fuck. Like what? Yes. What? What is that even? I don't can you, know. Can you quantify a bowl into like a, a volume setting? <sighs> no, I feel like <laughs> fuck. Fuck is fuck. Doesn't have any physical. Doesn't fuck. Doesn't take up any physical space in this in this atmosphere. Yeah, I know? mean, like Stooge is a dumbass, but dumbass. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I I'm living for these one-liners. One of my other favorite one-liners is when, and uh, not Angela, when Suzanne is like, um, 
did, did one of you guys want to escort me to the bathroom? And Sal's like, sure, I will. And she's like, mm, no, thanks. I'd rather have Stooge come with me. And and Sal's like, are you serious? Um, something about blah, 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 that pig. And she's like, maybe I'm in the mood for pork. I know. And I was like, oh, gas. Girl, I'm into There's just it. So many good one-liners. Oh my god, I feel like this was written by a team of gay men, and, and that's I mean, the only way. It's the only way. That, There's this much shade in would, an hour and a half. Really, it would explain a lot. It would explain it's, a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think it um, would. Uh, another good, uh, not, not even a one-liner. It was just a good gag when the four Judy and Jay and Franz, Franny and. And Max are driving past Stooge and his band of misfits in the car. Oh, yeah. They're like, hey, do you need a hand? And then they just clapped for them. And I was uh, like, wow. I was, like, I was like in love with that. I was like, oh, man, you guys really oof, the roasted. River, yeah, the river runs deep with these children. The shade mm-hmm. is, is it, it's a deep river. Shade of it all. Yeah. And like, speaking if I, of if like. I, if I had a fan, I would have thwarped for that. So yes, hard. that would have been a, that would have been one hundred percent a thwart moment. A thwart moment, extreme. And like speaking of rivers, they're talking about the underground river and all the things. Like just so many things, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. So now everyone is at the party. Um, Angela did a pretty good job of decorating the couple of rooms that they're in. Like I didn't see her steal any um, decorations, but like it's pretty legit. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she just used the ambiance that was yeah. left behind by quote unquote previous tenants. She just like simply didn't clean up. She just kind of like added to the grossness that was there. I mean, it was um, the late 80s. There was like a grunge factor that was really up and coming. So, yeah, like, you know, case in point, that like boombox with all of the decal stickers on it and like the rock and roll and like, yeah, man. Um, and then apparently Judy doesn't know how to um but also the weird boombox situation um that occurs like the batteries go out because that's what happens demons yeah take battery power they were drawing <laughs> all the energy um so like judy is sitting there trying to light those candles like she doesn't know how to fucking use a lighter no because judy's a good girl she doesn't do the yeah. the pot smoking or the sex in or any None of, of that right so angela has to come over and be like let me do it. And then she's like, you better not leave that lighter there because the ghosts are going to be mad that you're uh, making their space untidy. So she's like, yeah, whatever. I'm so brave. I'm Judy. And then, <laughs> and then of course, because she doesn't want to fuck with anyone just in case she puts the lighter in her costume pocket. Her apron which, pocket. Yeah, which, which, comes, which comes to good use later on in the movie. But also the thing, the funny thing uh, about being a quote unquote millennial is we did we did grow up in the analog phase of of film and music. We're familiar with um, cassette tapes and boomboxes and how they work. And my wife and I are sitting on the couch watching this movie, and we both she she says to me, she says, I almost asked a dumb question, and I said to her, was it the dumb question that I was thinking of? Why don't they just use their phones for music? <laughs> Oh yeah, they can't do that. No, they can't do that. It's not a real thing. They don't have the cell phone. Yeah, what a 
<laughs> what a try like what a way to like date myself and being like yeah. oh wait we can do that now but yeah i just you know fun little wife contributions to to the commentary of this movie uh, no, and and I think the three songs that are featured are actually original songs for the movie. Ooh, um, but they're all actually pretty good, to be honest with you. So there's like the first one that's playing, and they're like, "Yeah, rock and roll, man, this party's getting started," and then it stops. We're um, really starting to rock. If, mm-hmm. you, if you want to quote the film, yeah, and and Suzanne is already like trying to be the whole the hoe that she is. She's like going over by the fire she's like oh this is what i needed i was so cold and she's like shaking her ass in max's face and then franny's like oh i'm gonna come bring him a beer because she's not taking my man and then jay starts to show his true colors because suzanne comes over and like does a little wink at him and instead of continuing to dance with judy who is doing nothing wrong she's not a bad dancer she's just doing her thing he's like you know what peace bounce i'm gonna go dance with this hoe over here um because she'll bump and grind up on me and judy's just <laughs> like oh that's not fair like and she's super nice like you said like she's not going to like you know go full-on cat fight and like beat this bitch's ass for taking her wet blanket of a man right but like jay is now showing his true colors that like he just really wants to bone um So essentially, he is just, you know, every teenage boy with a penis. Um, And and signing his death warrant, if you will. Yeah, because you're stupid. And so so the music goes off. Everyone's like, what's happening? Um, And then somehow the idea of a seance comes up. And like, that wouldn't have been the first place I jumped to after the music there's other things that they could have done. Um, I don't know, like play spin the bottle or something. Like, I don't know. Um, but so they're like, yeah, let's have a seance. And then they're like, no, let's not have a regular seance. Let's have a past life seance. And that's like very specific. Why do this entire group of teenagers know what a past life seance is? Um, Have you... Uh, on the DL, have you ever like looked into one of these like weird things where you like stare into the mirror for a prolonged period of time and you're like supposed to start? I wouldn't say it's a past life seance, but like you start to I want to say hallucinate. I mean, no, but from a biological point of view, if you stare at any one point for long enough, your mind is going to start seeing things that aren't there because your mind thinks that you're looking at ever-changing visual stimulus while you're actually staring at one point, which is why sometimes if you stare at something long enough, it'll look like it's moving, um, things like that. So, I mean, I just don't want to fucks with that bullshit because, like, I'm usually on the biological side of things, being a Mm -hmm. scientist. You but sure the, are. But at the same time, like, I don't know what's out there. No, no, you I know? was just, you know, from your scientific standpoint and me being like, you know, quote unquote, the truth is out there and there are weird, unexplained things that occur in um, in life, in, right. in, in the ethereal sense. Yeah. 
I mean, um, if we're, we're going to put this in the terms of, like, the X-Files, you're definitely Fox Mulder, and I'm definitely Scully. Oh, you were forever my Scully, and yeah. um, it's fine. I'm okay yeah. with it. And But, like, I'm, um, definitely, I'm, I'm definitely, like, season three or four Scully, where, like, she's already been through some shit. And she's know? still kind of in denial, because that's how the brain works. Denial. Yeah, but, like, but like because she's trauma starting processing. to believe. She's starting to believe a little bit, though. Like, that's where I'm at, so, like, I'm not going to fucks with it, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, yeah. But these yeah, so teenagers are, like, they're... all about fucking with it. Oh. And then, okay, so they do the weird mirror thing, and Hannah sees, like, the spoopy, like, centipede demon. demon. It's like yeah, a centipede. What's up? And I was like, ugh, that's yucky. Like, I, if I saw a demon, I'd be like, that's it? Like, that's that's what you came up with? But, like, that's just me. I'm always trying to stir the pot a little bit, I guess. Yeah, and I'm it was like eat... a, it's like a weird dragon centipede. thing. yeah. Like, very, like, exoskeleton dragon, like, not, like, not, like, Asian, like, dragon. It was weird. Yeah, um, it was. There was, like, a lot of teeth everywhere. And... It was very, like, um, you could tell it was, like, some cool, like, homemade, like, styrofoam special effects. And they're like, well, this is what we got, and this is what we're gonna, we're gonna work oh, with. yeah. Like, they were all about it. Like, it worked. Like, could have, like, if anything in this movie could have been better, it would have been the demon the way that it looked but yeah, like yeah. you know if little my, minor thing if that's like the only complaint i really have with this film is that the demon is kind of hoagie looking i'll right. take it right. i'll so, totally take it so that's that's what happens and i guess like hannah seeing the demon in the mirror wakes up the demon in the house because somebody's like acknowledging it maybe and so, and so this is where i have questions because in the next couple of minutes um, the demon awakes from the crematorium room in the basement, mm-hmm. comes upstairs, and I do appreciate how they're like, oh, it got really cold in here. Do you smell that? That's gross. And then yeah. like, it's looking for an open mouth to go into because that's how it has to like get inside. And of course, because Susie is fixing her lipstick, her mouth's open, so she gets it in the mouth. <laughs> she gets it right in the mouth. She gets it right in the mouth. Um and then there's, like, no other sign of there being other demons in the house. It's just him. It's Night of the Singular Demon. So, right, right. You know, so, then, maybe... so that's my question. So it's yeah. Night of the Demons. But then, like, so the demon is now being passed on almost like a communicable, a communicable disease. disease. Uh, Look at us. We're exactly. Just, yeah, I was like, ooh, is this like a euphemism for like... Um, STDs or something? Yeah, like teenage promiscuity. Like, yeah. you're you gonna get something and you're not gonna like it. And so, like, there's that lesbian kiss between Suzanne and, and Angela. And then Angela is like, oh, I'm possessed now. Yeah, because that's how um, but it doesn't, totally it doesn't, it, it doesn't leave Susie Q. Like, no, it stays that's the thing. So it's like, it's spreading and it's creating more than one. So like, basically it's one demon who, I guess, takes control of multiple people and makes them demons. And is that why it's Night of the Demon? Maybe. Should we write an email? Who do we? <laughs> who do we email? Who's the, we got to figure out who the screenwriter is and then we got to go ask them. Yeah, because I have a lot of questions, and they're not bad questions. I just no. want some clarification. Like, and like, honestly, all of those questions, because of the caliber of this film, I can deal with. Like, I can just leave it alone if I really have to. Yeah. Um, 
But that was really like, I'm just like, wait, like, how does this spread now? Because then. Mouth to mouth. Mouth to mouth. And and so, so now that everyone's freaked out, Hannah's like, I got to get the fuck up out of here. And because Roger is like this God-fearing man, he's like, I get the fuck up out of here too. So. But Suzanne, also. Also, oh, sidebar, oh. sorry. Um, the part, okay, so like they see she sees the demon in the mirror, and like so the mirror breaks. Yeah. And like the mirror is in shards, but like everybody is seen in a different shard of glass. And it was one of my favorite things about this movie was that singular shot of them all being fragmented. Oh, Wow, that's deep. And I really, I really liked it. And I was like, oh, so good. That is some visual storytelling right there. It is. It was a visual, a visual story. Yeah. yeah, So, so now the the muck is about to start happening uh, Mm -hmm. and running. Running amok. um, Running amok. And um, so Roger and Hannah can't find the gate because the demon made the gate disappear, I guess. Like, they're yeah. trapped. So, so now they're like, ah, I don't know what to do. Roger's flipping Hannah, the fuck out. Roger is flipping the fuck completely out. And then Hannah disappears, and he's like, oh, here's a good idea. Let me lock myself in a car with all glass panes, and I don't know where I am. But it's going to be fine because I'm in a car. Because, you know, nothing can get to you in a car. Yeah. Um, and then we go back inside and like, you know, um, uh, Judy and, um, what's his face? Jay, Jay's like, let's go explore. And then Max and Franny go with them. And then like Max gets the hint. So he's like, oh, Franny, like, let's go on our own and explore. And Jay's going to explore Judy's body. Yeah, well, that's his intent, but you yeah. know, nice girl Judy is no, no, not going to let that happen because she knows she's, right. a, so she's like, a respectable young woman. And she's like totally that girl that's like nice enough to like let Jay like start fondling her boobs up. But like <laughs> she's like not stupid enough to like not tell him to stop when she's done with it. Yeah, she's kind of um, like, mm, I'm, she's like politely like, no, thank you. Like, not yeah. here because we're in a fucking mortuary. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure they're lying on an embalming table. Like, read the room, Jay. Read no, the room. You're... And that's like, that's basically like Judy says, read the room. And he's like, nah, I want to get it on now. And she's like, oh, my God, you're an asshole. Like, you were a, like, you were a pig you're an animal and you're trying to bone this innocent young creature that's like just trying to have a solid good time and like not really fall into the peer pressures like she went to this party that she was kind of apprehensive about going to she's not drinking she's not doing the drugs she's not doing the fornicating and like she's she's just genuinely trying to be a a good girl good girl judy and douchebag jay is like Oh my god. Like I'm just gonna I'm I just I can't. I I'm just gonna go hang out with like Susie. Like he's got her number. Like he Well yeah, so like he completely shows his true colors because Judy's like, I'm not having this right now, Jay. And then Jay's like, Well, you let Sal do it. And she's like, What are you talking about? And he's like, the whole school knows. 
And she's like, I did nothing with Sal. Are you only going out with me because you think I gave it up to him? And he's like, yeah. Basically, like he is transparent AF. So your intentions are clear. Leave good Judy alone. She doesn't deserve this. Um, Good good Judy's doing her her best to maintain a level (laughs) of composure in this awkward as fuck situation. And then in like one last callous act of douchebaggery, Jay locks her in the room. Like, I mean, it's probably for the best. I mean, ultimately, I'm pretty sure he kind of saved her life by doing that. Because he was like, going to go off of the and, day, like, touch, touch, uh, you know, Susie Q's not butt. Right. And, and I mean, honestly, I think the only reason that he was like, oh, Susie wants to give it to me, so I'll take it, was because he probably already had a boner. He was probably blue, blue ball in it. Sour balls. Sour balls. Uh, yeah. Got those sour balls. Got those sour balls. And, like, he looks, he looks <laughs> like a douche. Like, he looks like the douche that you bring home to meet your mom, but, like, you know, he's really good at, like, first impressions, and that's about it. Like, there's no substance to Jay whatsoever. He's, like, American Psycho without (sighs) the chainsaw. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it it probably isn't too far, too far from that occurring. So, yeah, so that's Jay, and, like, Jay can go fuck himself, but then... Here we are at the same time. Max and Franny are off in the display room for the coffins. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, I've never done it in a coffin before. You want to know why nobody's ever done it in a coffin before? Because you shouldn't do it in a coffin. Because one, one, that's not sturdy. Right. Two, that's expensive. Three, there's not a whole lot of room. Four, that's gross. disgusting like you're basically disrespecting the dead and and and, you know franny even says it like oh al max i don't bend that way yeah there's not enough room for you to like anything to happen no like stop it i mean they are teenagers i'll give them five minutes so like sure like maybe they're like maybe they're more limber than you know the average joe you and i (laughs) yeah yeah you know I'm I'm not gonna like I'm not one to like do aerial acrobatics just to get it on. So No, that's a lot of work. A lot of work. But you know, Franny's willing to do it for the D, I suppose. I mean they're just having fun. Like honestly, they're they're the they're the purest of the couples. Like they're just having fun. Right. Yeah, they're they're in it for the good time and like they came prepared to you know have a couple beers in this weird as fuck mortuary with a weird as fuck past that they kind of just dabble into but there's Mm -hmm. like not a whole lot of in-depth backstory and maybe they get to that in night of the demons too i don't know yeah i mean i've i've seen night of the demons too like a very long time ago and i was going to watch it this weekend if it was Mm -hmm. for free on prime but it wasn't so um oh i guess we have to shelf that for now yeah, um, but you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll find the five dollars to rent it at some point <laughs> in the near future. But oh yeah, you know. Um, so, so now we flash back to Suzanne and Sal, and uh, what's his name, Stooge, and they're gross. like just being gross. And this is where Susie says the line about maybe she's in the mood for pork. So, oh no, was that know, Hannah? Oh no, Hannah's gone already. Oh yeah, Hannah's dead. She's she's MIA at the moment. Who knows where she is? She's a mess. 
but something's happening to her. And so Stooge is like, yeah, let's go do it in the bathroom, Susie. Um, uh. And then they find the bathroom and Susie's like, nah, no thanks. And then Stooge is out there like, oh, come on. I thought we could go in there together. And he says like something off color about like getting a handful of breast or something. I don't know. But something he was... typical of Stooge because he is yeah. a pig. He just continues to be gross at the end of the day. Um, and then, like, we see the first of, like, the physical human effects with the demons where, like, Susie's face is, like, stretching a little bit or something. Yeah, it's getting a little, um, like, Botoxy taut. Yeah. Like, her, like, her features are stretching over her, her, uh, her skeletal system. Right. So, like, that was, like, okay, but it only happens to her. Like, what's going on? But then she smashes the mirror. It looks like she smashes the mirror with her fist. Like, maybe she punched it because she was like, I'm ugly. Because um, yeah. she's so obsessed with, like, making sure her makeup is okay and things. Um, which keeping, keeping up with appearances. Yes. And I will say that, like, that through line for her was, like, very creepy and cool. Um, but we'll get to that. So... So now Stooge is like, what the fuck? Okay, never mind. Um, and then he hears the smashing of the mirror and he breaks in and then Susie's gone. And we're like, where does Susie go? So he doesn't know, but he goes back downstairs. And that's the time where all that was happening. Angela was doing one of my favorite parts of the movie. This weird, like, dance routine. Like, how, how fantastically weird was that dance? It was very, um, it was very interpretive, and um, I'm going to interpret it as she was possessed by a demon. Yeah, like she, I feel like it was the demon, like coming into her, and through that she was like super duper, like feeling her oaths for the first time. Like she was rubbing her own body. She was like, "These are my boobs. Like these are my legs. Like this is my body." And the demon's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I am in you, you know? And so, like, it's kind of like a, almost like, it's, it's like a creepy sexual dance routine. And, like, she's wearing garter belts. Like, why? But okay. I mean, cool. why not? You got to comp- compete that, um, you know, Katya uh, yeah. vampire mountain biking witch from the future outfit. That's literally exactly what it is. Yeah, that's like, that was Katya's inspo. Perhaps it was. Maybe we should ask her. I will tweet her immediately <laughs> yes. if we're going to ask. Um, the one thing that I don't appreciate about the dance routine is, like, the awkward dancing with the veil that she, like, can't she like can't maneuver it properly, <laughs> but it's whatever. Um, and there's, like, this really, like, I like the song that's playing. It's, like, Stigmata or something. Yeah. Um, and then Sal's like, what the fuck is going on? This is scary and weird. Because um, Sal is very, um, very clearly an Italian-American male. Yeah. yeah so that's like, not, that doesn't play to his wheelhouse of interests. No. And, like, he's clearly a better person than he likes to lead off. Um, so he's just, like, really freaking the fuck out. And Stooge comes back and he's like... Angela's being weird, bro. Um, and then Sal's like, I'm out of here. And um, and then Angela proceeds to make out with Stooge. 
while at the same time, I'm assuming what she does is, like, bite his tongue off? Yeah. Oh, sure. There's some weird, weird... Like there's just a lot of blood. <sighs> a lot of blood, a lot of communicable <clears throat> demon disease. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, now Stooge is also... Can you know he he's contaminated as well? So now he's also a demon. So now we have our three demon children. We have Angela, and we have Suzanne, and we have Stooge. So now that's all set. So now Stooge is like running amok in the house. He finds Max and Franny in the coffin, and then he does something which must have been very painful to Max, which was knocking a good portion of one of his arms off by just repeatedly smashing it with that coffin lid. Yeah, just above the elbow. That must have been very painful. And then also, I mean, at least Franny got her neck broken. So she went real quick. Yeah, good for her. It was yeah. probably the best. I think, I feel like she got off the easiest out of all of the uh, individuals in this film. Yeah, it was pretty much instantaneous for her. Like there was not much else beyond that. Um, no more pain. No more sorrow. Um, so that's that. And then, so Judy's still in that room. She's just like, hey, what's going on? And now here comes one of the best parts of the movie. So Jay has now locked Judy in that room. Jay is wandering around the house. And he comes upon Suzanne in this closet. And she's in the dark. Of course. Just and in, Yeah. With with Jay's bod. Yeah. She no longer has a compact mirror. She has, like, a fragment of that smashed mirror. Which, where did she get it from? Did she go back downstairs at some point? I guess she did. Yeah, because they don't ever show her taking it with her. Yeah. But so, this is also... I guess, wait, we have to back up a little bit because... She does the makeup thing. Oh, she sees somebody else before Jay. Somebody else comes to check on her in the closet because that's when she has like the heart of makeup on her face. And she's like, does my makeup look good? <laughs> um, but then when Jay comes upon her, this is after she's already inserted the lipstick into her nipple which is you know it's it's nothing that i was um prepared for yeah it wasn't anything i it wasn't anything i enjoyed um it's probably i don't easily get grossed out but that was just i don't know there was something about it that i didn't care for and i was like but no no thank you i will um will be haunted by that imagery probably for the rest of my days. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is different. And then, like, she's, like, <laughs> doing that line of makeup, like, around her boob, and she's bringing it up. And then she's just like, I'm going to stick it in here for safekeeping. <laughs> you know? It's my little good luck pouch. Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't... I, I, I feel like... I mean, I don't know a lot about women, but I don't think that boobs are, like velcro pockets you know no 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 no. i mean like um, you wear a bra it's basically like a pocket but like yeah. your nipple yourself not a pocket no like yeah there's not there's not like an insert here slot in most people no no, no 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 so 
So, you know, that that's who knows where the, the lipstick is in the grand scheme of things, but it's floating around in there somewhere. Um, and then Jay comes along and she's like, do you think I'm pretty? <laughs> and and she's like, I'm pretty. <laughs> she immediately goes for that belt <clears throat> like she is on it. <clears throat> Excuse me again. Um, so he's like, oh, damn, I'm about to get it on. That's cool. That's cool. So, like, there's the moment of insertion, and we see that, like, very clearly. And Suzanne is, like, doing it, doing it well. Good for her. Good for and Dean then, and Susie Q. Yeah, and then she, like, immediately is like, why are you looking at me? Stop looking at me. And I oh, was like, oh, Jay, yeah. you in danger. And yeah, then, you better run. And then she just kind of, like, gouges his eyeballs. Yeah, and that's just how Jay meets his demise. Just, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's not necessarily, like, you don't see his brain exploding, but you would think with that amount of force and pressure, that's the only, only thing that could happen. I mean, in reality, if someone were to just, yeah, if you were to, like, just poke your eyeballs, like, there wouldn't be any blood, it would just be the vitreous humor from your eyeballs that seeped out so she needed to have poked in there further like she got into that brain like she was like, so i like really he, i really enjoy when you um science me but thank you yeah no that's what that's that's how i connect to horror films um one of the things i grade them on is is their accuracy medically, but like yeah. this type of movie, yeah, you know, it's it's whatever. Like I'm not I'm not holding it at a, at a high bar. Like yeah, it, it it is what it is for a purpose, and it's not to be medically accurate necessarily. But so Jay's dead now. Susie Q's gotten her, you know, rocks off, I suppose, a little bit. Um, and like she just kind of like sits there in the corner and like caresses this dead body. Um, and now Angela is like fully transformed she's chasing everyone around the house Roger and Sal are like what the fuck is going on and they come across the room that Judy is in and Roger's like how can you make sure like how do how do we know it's Judy and not a demon like ah, how do we know and Sal's like I know so he just like you know lets her out um and in reality, if Judy had never been let out of that room, like, what would have happened to Judy? Like, would she have survived the night if she just stayed in there? Um, probably not. I don't right? think so. Like, I, don't, I don't think so either. I think that at some point they would have finally gotten into that room. <clears throat> she would have gotten a demise. She would have been, you know, turned into a demon lady person. Um... So now the three of them are running around this house and this is the first time that we see Angela coming at them with like her like weird glidey like demon witchy powers where she's just like gliding across the floor. And this is the first time that I'm like, yes, Angela gets my life like all the time. Like get it. Like I, I've never been so intrigued by like, a female demon evil witch Angela character. Like they did a really good job with her. 
Yeah. Also, um, sidebar about Angela IRL. Um, she is a quote-unquote pet psychic. So, you know. Oh, my God. Take that with a grain of salt, maybe. I don't know. Take it that however just, you want it. That just I'm not surprised. Us, yeah, no, that just makes us all the more better. Jesus um, Christ, Angela's a pet psychic. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, Angela, way to go. But yeah, so Angela's doing her own witchy business. Yeah. And, um, you know, Judith is trying to escape. And she's, like, shimmying along the uh, the side of the house. Yeah. And, like, she's like, uh, you know, poor Sal. I thought Sal was going to really come through and be the be the fellow that takes her home and is, is kind to her. But, um... But, alas, um, he, alas, he gives Eric. his life. Yeah, he gives his life to to um, save Judy. Which, yeah. how, how chivalrous of him. How noble. Yeah. And... Obviously, Angela's not dead, but, like, he totally got skewered, so, like, he's done. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's just, like, spiked in the ground. He, there's no coming back from that. And then I find it very forward-thinking that the last two who are surviving are Judy, who, whatever, but Roger, who never once have they brought up his blackness. No, never it's never they. been addressed, which, yay for them. <clears throat> yeah, like, he is just <clears throat> Roger. He's just Raj. And there's no characteristics being assigned to him because of his race. Like, he's just Roger. I will say he's fucking annoying. But, yeah, um, yeah. He's kind of, he's kind of like the, um, the embodiment of, of, <laughs> of of my mother's like nervous system of being like oh my pearls yeah yeah he's just like constantly talking about like needing to pray and And all the boy does he need to i mean like jesus like well literally but um i want to i want to know like how someone of his like moral upstanding ended up hanging out with stooge and like ended up at this ended up at this party where he knows there's going to be some sort of debauchery going on and what is he going to do is he going to like dress as a pirate hide in the car and pray for a whole evening like you should have just stayed home that's yeah yeah i don't know why he was here to begin with but you know it is what it is. You got it. He got himself into this mess. Now he has to, you know, see it through. So this is where we finally start to see Judy come into her own. Um, you know, the moment where Roger is screaming at her to like shift, like just shuffle over so that she doesn't fall off of the house and she falls onto the walkway. Um, she 100% did not shuffle over far enough to land on the walkway. Oh no, she was done though. Yeah, so I don't know what kind of like wind pattern fucked up like wind vectors, like physics thing caused her to land in Roger's arms. Um it could be her Alice in Wonderland dress acting like a parachute. Mm, totally, cuz that's something that would happen in Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Mhm. Yeah, and do you think that there's like something to Roger being dressed up as a pirate? Um, 
Probably not. Probably not. It might just be a generic Halloween costume that he was able to rustle up for the cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, she somehow survives the fall. Roger also somehow survives the fall unscathed. But let's be honest, that is a weak man. He would have like broken something, but whatever. Um, and now um, Stooge Demon just is like, oh, you are scared? I'm just going to jump down because I'm a demon. Roar. Um, and Trudy's like, okay, we got to move. Like, this is the first time that she's really like, action. Like, we got we to gotta go. So, <clears throat> um, this this is when they finally figure out this place was a crematorium in the crematorium. Um, and then what proceeds to happen is this whole like Judy makes a flamethrower out of the gas pipe in the chamber of the oven. But, like, how is she strong enough to pull that pipe all the way out that far? Also, um, I'm I'm not a physicist or anything of the sort, but that house is abandoned. There should be zero utilities working there. Truth. If it's abandoned, there should not be active gas supply. Yeah. Unless it's, like, a natural gas supply or whatever, mm-hmm. like, under under the house, in, in, in the grounds. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But then, like, also, she had to ask Roger to turn the gas valve off. Why would, have just, why would it have just been left on like that? Because it's a crematorium, question mark? And, and dead bodies? Maybe they, I, you would think, okay, how long, they didn't disclose how long this place had been abandoned, first off. Second off, um, at some point, those utilities would have been shut off for non-payment. So, whatever. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so then um, you can tell Judy is not a smoker because it takes her way too long to get that lighter lit. Oh, yeah. Um, but, of course, just in the nick of time, she lights it. Big gas uh, fire explosion occurs. Um, Angela Demon and Stooge Demon get all, you know, fired up, if you will. <coughs> and they run away. So they're like, woo, yeah, we did it. Roger's like not convinced. Like he's like, I don't know. But then finally, Judy's like, wait, Roger, like Helen was talking about how or Helen, Hannah, Hannah, Helen. One of those names. She was like, this is the one night where the demons walk among us and they can do that. So maybe we just have to wait until morning and then we'll be fine. And that's when he's convinced that they'll be fine. So I hate being sick. That's that's what you get for being stranded in the airport for six hours. I know. Why am I being tortured for that, though? (laughs) I didn't want it. I didn't ask for it. Mm -mm, Not at all. Okay, so so now we're, like, towards the end of the movie. Judy and Roger just, like, trying to run through this house. All the demons are popping up. All the friends that got killed. All their friends that got killed are zombies now. Yeah, it happens. 
It totally happens. Um, so now it's just like, how do we get the fuck out of here? You don't. Right. So then my one problem with Roger, when they're confronted by all of the zombies and demons in the one room, his first thought is abort mission and let me just run through this window and leave Judy there to die. And that was like the one time that I was like, Roger is like maybe an asshole. I mean, listen, Roger's been through it. He's seen his weird friends turn into weird zombie demonic creatures. And like, sometimes when you hit your psychological break, there's really not a whole lot you can do to help anybody else. So, I mean. I I, I guess. I mean, ultimately, I just feel like he was such a God-fearing man. You know, like he was, he was probably done. Yeah, I feel like he's, um, as a God-fearing man, probably questioning his faith at this junction in the evening. He's, uh, he's, he's clocked out. He's <laughs> ain't saving nobody. No, but then he's like, oh my God, I'm alive. Yeah, you just jumped through a window. Like, what do you think was going to happen? Certainly not that. Like, these are all, like, floor-level windows. You weren't going to die. Yeah. Um, and then Judy's like, um, so what's up? Like, you left me there. And then they are like, oh, my God, we got to find the gate. Raj is like, the gate's not there. And Judy does protest. She's like, no, Raj, it's right over here. And he's like, no, you don't understand. It's not there. So now they are climbing up like barbed wire and I was like oh this is triggering for me you know like the ripping of the hands and ouch like mm -mm." yeah no so (coughs) here come all the zombies here come all the demons Roger's like up the wall already and again chicken shit man that he is he's like peace bounce and he like falls over the side And now Judy's like, oh, my God, Roger, help me. Help me, Roger, Roger, help me. And he's just, like, listening to her for a while. And I'm like, be a man of action. Come on. Right. And I I do appreciate how, like, when Stooge touches Judy's leg that, like, it burns her because he was just burned. So he's hot and, and things like that. Like, attention to detail again. Um, and then, just in the moment where we think all is lost, Roger reappears. And even though before he didn't even have the strength to pull her up one iota, suddenly he can fully pull her over the wall with one arm. Whatever. Doesn't seem likely, but I'll allow it. Maybe it was like his mom's strength, you know? Right. Do men, do men have that? Oh, yeah. He pulls her over. And then, like, just very, very... Um, Conveniently, the the sun is coming up at that very moment. And so all the demons disappear into a cloud of, like, dark brown, greenish smoke. And then we see this, like, weird dragon centipede bony thing again. And then it disappears. And then it's like, oh my god, this nightmare is over. And then the ending of this movie is one of the things I love about it the most. Because basically, the Judy and Roger storyline is concluded 
So now they're walking down the street. Mr. Grumpy Old Man from the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. has a gross-ass comment about how, like, they've been out all night and they're hooligans. And, like, honestly, Mr., at the end of the day, you wouldn't be so obnoxiously disapproving unless you were jealous of them. So, like, is it literally your, like is it your old age that's keeping you from going out, or are you jealous that they have that they have friends? Like, what is it? Like, reassess it, your life. It could be his senility. I mean, he did threaten to put apples and razor blades together and make a make a party time for some young trick or treaters. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe grumpy old man is just an asshole. Perhaps, but you know, so, so, um, funny enough, you brought up the apples and the razor blades because he goes back inside after collecting his paper. His wife, who is putting up with all of his bullshit, is like, Good morning, honey. How are you? You know, how was your night? And of course, he's like, Meh, 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 meh. And then she's like, Oh, is the pie good? And then he's like, Oh, it's homemade? She was like, yeah, I've been up since really early. And then there's like this weird um, physical effect where (coughs) suddenly his neck starts getting ripped up and all of these razor blades come out. Good. He got his just desserts, literally. Just desserts. I mean, like, so, yeah, like, honestly, did he deserve it? Probably. But I do love how his wife was like, oh, what? Little old me? I made the pie? Like, what's the problem? She was totally in on it. Yeah. Because then oh, she yeah. just, she's sipping her coffee. She's like, happy Halloween, dear. And it's like, muhahaha, end of movie. Yeah, I was into it. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that film. Yeah. In a variety of ways. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like this is one of those movies you could, like, pick apart forever. Because we probably glanced over some really great moments but like there's a lot of great moments so um I mean, the only thing i could do is tell everybody to watch it because yeah. um i brought it up to my friend holly yesterday because she was asking about like you know what what are these week's episodes looking like what do we got going on and i was like oh my god uh nick told me to watch this movie it was his pick for the week and she was genuinely so excited for it so holly foster this episode's for you and your love of this movie well i'm glad you also love it because i I do i do i love it a lot um and yeah, I mean, this is definitely in my top 10. I mean, if we're rating this movie out of one to five jack-o'-lanterns, I think I would probably give this, like, a five. That's good. I would give it, um, I'm a little, I don't know, maybe I'm just a tougher critic, but I would give it, like, a four. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get that. I think, for me, it's more, more of, like, the nostalgia factor, because I discovered this movie when I was still living at home, mm-hmm. when... My parents used to let me decorate the house for Halloween as gross as I wanted to. Yeah. And I was, like, really into making it look like a full-on mass murder in our front yard. Um, So it just brings back a lot of good Halloween memories for me. But, like, it's definitely also one that, like, I'm happy that it's a good movie as well. Like, it's not just I like it because it brings back memories. Like, Yeah, it's just a good movie. Yeah. So, super duper all about it um Um, i feel like i feel like if i watched it more than just the one time i would enjoy it as a five jack-o'-lantern rating mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um i'll get there i'll get there when i have time 
Yeah, I mean, no rush. No rush at all. No, I but... definitely do want to revisit it, well, especially when it's still free. Yeah, and I do feel like, so far, like, the movies that we've chosen for the first couple of episodes, like, totally all over the place, but, like, in a good way. Um, but I'm glad we're getting, like, something like Night of the Demons out of the way, because it's just such a staple in in my collection of things. So... Do you own, like, a physical copy? I don't. Um, no, I don't. I don't think I do. Mm. No. I did see a... I do like to collect the... Uh, I want to start collecting the um, the horror Blu-rays. Because, like, their cover art is just so good. Mm-hmm. So it's like... One day I'll, I'll pick up a Blu-ray. Because the Blu-ray cover art for this is really good. It's on yeah, Amazon. It it's like, like 20 bucks. Which isn't terrible. But it's not... It's not in my... <laughs> budget right now yeah no i mean honestly what i would love is like a night of the demons t-shirt with that art on it yeah all right so i'm thinking Mm -hmm. my my pick for next week fuck it let's just go with the craft because i genuinely really love that movie oh my gosh well now now we're just diving into the 90s I'm, I'm, okay I'm all I'm all over the place. But since we're we're talking about Nancy and Faruza Balk and Angela, I feel like it's a really good segue to to go over there. Okay, so confession. Yes. I've never seen the craft all the way through. Nicholas. So I'm gonna have to watch it all the way through. Oh my god. Um but um so, so yeah. yeah, episode five, Cinco, we're doing the craft. The craft. The craft. I know I'm gonna love it. I just I I need to watch it all the way through. Oh, but... you do. It's my f- like. It's one of my favorites. Like I've seen it through m- at least a dozen times in in the span of yeah. the last twenty years that it's been around. Twenty well, plus you're, years. You're definitely not the first person to be mad at me about this because. Arthur is angry at me. All of Arthur's friends are angry at me. So I can finally fix the situation. (sighs) I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) That's even worse. (laughs) In like a really, in like a really loving way. As in like, I know, I know this is something that you will, you will enjoy. And like, you know, it's good for me. So why don't I do the things that are good for me for myself? Yeah, I I think it's time. I think we've come to the junction in our friendship, which I'm surprised, to be honest, that yeah, we never uh, watched it together. I know, I know. Um, But yeah, yeah. So uh, don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, like, uh, follow our Instagram at Copulators Die First. Um, We are on iTunes. Hopefully, by the time this episode is uploaded, we'll be on Spotify too. And then we'll be on all the things. Be on all the things. We're on Stitcher, CastBox. Uh, I think we're on Google Play. We are. Uh, we and are on Podomatic. So, so uh, episode five. Episode five mm-hmm. of the craft. Are we gonna are we gonna try the sign off language of stay creepy friends? Or we wanna what do we wanna do? It's up to you. Why don't you throw a new one out there? We'll see we'll see where it lands. Ooh, okay. Thinking on the fly. Um okay, friends. Stay Spooky and sassy. I don't like oh, it. Oh, you don't like it? I already don't like it. I like the spooky part, but the sa- stay sassy and spooky. I don't know. Oh, we'll, we'll figure I don't. It out. We'll figure it out. If anybody's got ideas, just send them our way. 
by the time by the time we're sitting down and we're done with this we're spent it's it's been a long day already it's a sunday and we're trying to power through being adults being sick and um you know sorry that i'm coughing up along this episode but that's okay yeah next next week we'll uh well, hopefully you'll be feeling better and we can. Yeah, I should be. Yeah. Um, so then I guess for now, just general sign off language is all it is. And uh, see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.